I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about the Kent State murders. So grab your right to protest. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I am Lizzie Stewart. And I am Arden Walentowski. And I have to say, Arden, I think you're going absolutely feral with these topics <laughs> that you are choosing. <laughs> I know the next one has to be like a bill that was a passed. New Deal series or something. Yeah, like it's gotta be gentle <laughs> because I feel like we're on an emotional roller coaster and we have been for like six weeks. And listen, yeah. I'm here for it. Like, I am here yeah. for things oh, I mean, where we can, like, learn, too. <laughs> learn the history, get in touch with our emotions. Yes. But yeah, this one, I was yes. like, okay. Because the anniversary is coming up. Totally. No, I, I assumed. Yeah. But when I, I mean, and also to be fair, it's still, we're recording this in the month of April still. This will be released in May. So I feel like we've just designated April as our, like, go off month. So we've been going off and following following our absolute id impulses yes. and choosing episode topics. Oh and you know what? Que sera, sera. Que Let sera, us have sera. this. Let us have these little these little moments where we just do whatever we want to do. But yeah, when I when I opened this and saw the topic, I was like, she's on one. She's on one. Because <laughs> we what have we done? We've done like the kidnapping of the Hindenburg baby. We've done the mm-hmm. Titanic. We did. Did we mm-hmm. do the Lusitania? Or was that before? Yeah, that was that was a bit ago. But yeah, that's been. Um, yeah, and then we. Yeah, did... we're just into kind of like these are these are also still like historical moments that did have an impact on like right. our society. So we can still make the argument for why we're doing these things. Oh, absolutely. It's just we. I think we've just really leaned into it, and I mm-hmm. love it. Look, we're talking about the Kent State murders today. I lo- 
I'm going to say this is not literally, but I love murders in the context of like solving a mystery or solving, you know, X, Y, and Z. I find, I find human nature to be fascinating, which is why any type of disaster that's based on human error, I find so fascinating. So I'm, I am so down to talk about this today. I don't know a ton about it. I just know the like Reader's Digest moment. Yeah, exactly. I know the broad strokes. Which is surprising because I grew up in Ohio um, and my mom was 19 when they happened because they Mm. happened in 1970. Mm -hmm. And so she was of this age like this. These were her. I mean, she didn't know anybody there, but but like this, like she is of the age of the people who were protesting and on campus. Yeah. I yeah, I just I know so little about it. And like doing the research and learning more, I was like. Oh, it's literally like the it's like 2020. It's like a, you know, mm. it's that era of like that that ilk of like protesters and police. Yeah. Who did yeah. what, when, what was right, who was in the wrong, what caused harm. Right, right. It's like that same conversation and it's funny because there's like this I think I've mentioned it before, but there's this theory in political science where like cycles repeat every 60 years. So like every 60 years, Mm. you kind of see the same things like resurface. Mm -hmm. And there's different ones like there's I forget. It's been a long time since I've looked at this book, but maybe, you know, there's been like five or six and you can kind of see like as you pass into the next stage, the core things kind of repeat. And I think Mm -hmm. like we'll see this is, you know, now 50 years ago, I think we'll see that yeah, there's a lot that happened in this moment that like yeah. replaced the location, replaced the people, and it is, you know, a version of the summer of 2020. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of wild to learn about it. I mean, look, everything is a circle. It's all everything a circle. is a circle. <laughs> you know what they say: say. history repeats itself. History repeats herself. That's the saying. You know what? Because people don't saying. listen to her the first time. Sometimes they the really time. don't fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. That's what they say. Shame on me. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about the Kent State murders. Before we jump in, do you want to talk about today's sources? Sure. So today's sources are history.com. They had a great obviously. almost like video expose on this because mm. there's obviously video and there are some like yeah any moment in history like this there are some famous photos that get taken in the moment that kind of live on and define the event so there are some of those so history.com kent state herself kent state university sure had uh, you know i would hope and expect and they did have like the most detailed information and had a lot of info that was like you know because it happened on that campus and so you might you could think that maybe they would try and like sugarcoated or dance around mm. things but i think mm. for the most part they actually have a very fair just kind of event by event analysis of what analysis went down. thank you yes if i was searching for yeah. analysis of what happened yeah. and then just some little things from ohio history central great on ohio history love it love it well let's jump in shall we yeah let's talk about what happened so overview this is The Kent State Murders. Four Kent State University students were killed and nine were injured on May 4, 1970, when members of the Ohio National Guard opened fire on a crowd gathered to protest the Vietnam War. A lot of protests going on about the Vietnam War. Very, very dicey, very hot topic at this time, especially among young people who were being drafted and were mad. Mm -hmm. The tragedy was a watershed moment for a nation divided by the conflict in Southeast Asia. In its immediate aftermath, a student-led strike forced the temporary closure of colleges and universities across the country. Some political observers believe the events of that day in Northeast Ohio tilted public opinion against the war and may have contributed to the downfall of President Richard Nixon. So, I mean, I, again, don't, I'm sure that that's true. The, the last, the last bit in terms of like swaying public opinion, for sure. I just have to say, I do think, I do think old Tricky Dick 
made his own downfall. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I think he, like, really <laughs> dug like, that grave. I don't think people were pleased with Richard Nixon, but, no, like... No, I don't think he needed the My help guy of... shot himself in the foot. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think he needed any help in that regard. You know, he's got... Mm-hmm. He's got Rosemary stretching the length Rose of slash the... Mary. Rose slash Mary. Rose slash Mary. Trying Love to her. answer phones and deleting calls. He needed no help to further dig his grave. He needed no help in that yeah. downfall. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you young students get killed by the National Guard. That's going to cause people to feel some which way about it. Yep. Because that's not a normal occurrence in 1970. (laughs) It's not a day-to-day. It's not in the day-to-day. No. So let's talk a little bit about the feeling around the country of what was happening Mm. kind of set the stage Mm -hmm. of 1970. Set it. So the decision to bring in the Ohio National Guard onto Kent State University campus was directly related to decisions regarding American involvement in the Vietnam War. Richard Nixon was elected president of the United States in 1968 based in part on his promise to bring an end to the war in Vietnam. During the first year of his presidency, America's involvement in the war appeared to be winding down. But in the late April of 1970, so right before this happened, because this happened May 4th, Mm -hmm. the United States invaded Cambodia and widened the Vietnam War. Mm. So so Can't be winding down and invading at the same time. Uh -uh. No. Both cannot be true. A wind down is not an invasion of another country. No. I would say. I would say that's a wind up. That's a wind up. That's a wind up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's winding up. That's winding up. This decision to invade Cambodia and the part of the United States was announced on national television and radio. So cute. On April 30th, 1970, by President Nixon, who stated that the invasion of Cambodia was designed to attack the headquarters of the Viet Cong which had been using Cambodian territory as a sanctuary. As a strategic move, I get it on the part of Nixon and on totally. a part of the war. Like, totally. I get that. But, like, yeah. clearly, not this was down. not going to go over well. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like from a military strategy, for sure. Like, yeah. this is makes, sure. makes a ton of sense. If yeah. you are trying to continue the war in Vietnam, natural next step. Right, right. But if you are telling people, "Hey, we're get, we're we're we're, we're gonna pulling get back, we're pulling back," and then you do this super aggressive military move that is obviously going to keep retaliations going, that's not binding down. No, no. That is taking an active step towards prolonging the war. For sure. In an era in a sentiment around across the country i mean not ubiquitous across the country but uh, you know across the country that people were done with the war i mean it was like usually usually controversial so protests occurred the next day which was friday may 1st across the united states on college campuses where anti-war sentiment ran high yes of course because as you said these are the dudes who are being drafted not not exclusively but like that is a prime age group these people are trying to just make their life on their own they're you know young adults and they didn't want to get involved in a war they didn't want to go fight in a war that they had nothing to do with and you know what right well that and i and i think you know the uh and then the, there's the principle of like why are we fighting like this has well really there's the principle of why we're fighting with- the war but also i think what helps fans such like vehement anti-war sentiment in this time is the fact that like there's now television coverage oh, of right, like what's right. actually happening. And that right. that is so shocking right. to people in this time that I think that fuels it in a way where I mean we you might have even seen it if they had television, you know, in wars previous to that. Although like like World War Two we were attacked, so that always helps justify right, entering right, right. A war. Right, right. But this is truly like the first time where people are seeing what these young men are having to go right and do and see and experience. Mm-hmm. And it's not not good. No. It's not good. 
No. And and you don't have the justification of like, well, they attacked us. Like they came into our house right. and they harmed us. Like you don't have any of that to support what you're seeing. You're like, this is so unnecessary to watch this brutality unfold. Like get them out of there. Right. We need to do like a two part episode on the Vietnam War because honestly, I know we're really a, avoiding we talked it. about it. We're really avoiding it. Yeah. And Maybe that's what we'll do next. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? It's up. It's we are due for it. We've talked about doing it. It's such. It's just such a. It feels like such a such a bummer. It's such a bummer, (laughs) and it feels like a really heavy lift. And yeah, but I'm totally down to do it. I also just don't know a ton about the Vietnam War, so it feels like very intimidating. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like that's why we should do it. Like, let's learn a boot it. I let's learn to boot it. You know I'm down. You know I'm down to talk yeah. about wars. But back to the notes. So we've we've winded up when we were supposed to be winding down. There's protests happening on May 1st. So let's talk about the lead up at Kent State specifically. At Kent State University, an anti-war rally was held at noon on the Commons, which was a large grassy area in the middle of campus which had traditionally been the site for various types of rallies and demonstrations. So they're like, meet at the usual spot. Right. We're mad. We're mad. Fiery speeches against the war and the Nixon administration were given. A copy of the Constitution was buried to symbolize the murder of the Constitution because Congress had never declared war. And another rally was called for noon on Monday, May 4th. So this is the pre-rally to the rally that ultimately leads yeah. to the National Guard coming in. Yeah. I love I love this idea of we're going to bury the Constitution because Congress didn't do its duty of declaring war. How nuanced. How nuanced. And it's such a cute moment because it just shows like how aggrieved. Like now we, ju- we don't declare a war. Like nobody even thinks it. it's not a thing. You know, for right. us to, like, go to war when right. we haven't declared the war. Right. We're just doing loopholes. Right. But this was, like, fairly new because, obviously, we declared war in the World Wars. And I think we declared war in, for, in the Korean War. Like, I don't know if this is the first. No, I think World War Two is the last time is we the declared last war, war. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, but it's so... Not to say cute, like in a childish way, but like it's such that sentiment of like, we haven't declared war. You can't do this. Like mm-hmm. the aggrieved feeling, I think, is so strong yeah. that they buried yeah. the Constitution. Meanwhile, now it's like we were at war for flipping almost 20 years in Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. And it's like that came up like in a conversation, but it wasn't like. Anything yeah. you would, like, rally against. Right. Well, there's, yeah. I mean, because at this point, it's like, okay, so this is normal. <laughs> right, right, right. It's just <laughs> for normal. Us to, yeah. Yeah. For us to just engage in, you could call military activity and not call it war. It's like, right. okay. 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 Friday evening in downtown Kent began peacefully with the usual socializing in bars, but events quickly escalated into a violent confrontation between protesters and local police. This is on May 1st, Mm -hmm. after this first rally. They go downtown, and now there's a confrontation. The exact causes of the disturbance are still the subject of debate, but bonfires were built in the streets of downtown Kent, cars were stopped, police cars were hit with bottles, and some store windows were broken. The entire Kent police force was called to duty as well as officers from the county and surrounding communities. Kent Mayor Leroy Satram declared a state of emergency, called Governor James Rhodes' office to seek assistance, and ordered all of the bars to be closed. So this is something that we have seen. I mean, it's so interesting, like, how normal it is to now see a state of emergency be declared Mm -hmm. over protesting activities yeah much like you know how you were alluding to at the top of like right. how this is kind of a parallel between the summer of 2020 and kent state like i bet this wasn't something that was seen often at this time to declare a state of emergency over protests right but i doubt it happened many times especially with college students right the youths the youths of america but it's, you know, it's also that thing of, like, you can't not, and, and like, you know, they 
we said, like, we don't know what, like, sparked these initial confrontations that then exploded and led to these huge disturbances. But, you know, in a society, it's like, I, I, I can understand if you're, like, the leader of the city and you're faced with, like, people burning bonfires in the street and mm-hmm. looting and causing destruction. I'm like, yeah, what do you do about that? Like, you have to do something. Sure. You can't let... sure. You can't just let it go, but but what exactly do you do about it? And right, they decided to call in the Ohio National Guard to address sure. the problem. So the decision to close the bars early increased the size of an angry crowd, as it as it is wont to do. Uh huh. Police eventually succeeded in using tear gas to disperse the crowds from downtown forcing them to move several blocks back to campus. So that's May 1st. We yep. have this very tense, semi-violent, but mostly against property clash between police and young folks. The next day, Saturday, May 2nd, Mayor Stratum met with other city officials and a representative of the Ohio National Guard who had been dispatched to Kent. Mayor Stratum then made the decision to ask Governor Rhodes to send the Ohio National Guard to Kent. The mayor feared further disturbances based upon the events of the previous evening, but more disturbing to the mayor were threats that had been made to downtown businesses and city officials, as well as rumors that radical revolutionaries were in Kent to destroy the city and the university. Stratum was fearful that local forces would be inadequate to meet the potential disturbances, and thus, at about 5 p.m., he called the governor's office to make an official request for assistance from the National Guard. So he's like hearing rumors, things could get worse. He's calling, he's like, all right, well, let's bulk up. Right. Let's bulk up. He's like, it's I like, don't, okay. I don't know what's going to happen and we don't want to be caught unawares. Sure. I, I, sure. Yeah. I mean, like, if your duty is to, like, protect the people of the city, and, and granted, like, the students are people who, who also are people of the city, you mm-hmm. know, like, you kind of, you know, what, what do you do? Like, you know, like, how do you, and especially at this point in time, where, like, where is he getting his information from? Right. Like, who's, are these, like, rumor rumors, or are these, like, mm-hmm. things that he's hearing that are, you know, could possibly be true? You know, like, how credible are they? Right. So, let's talk about what happened in the Kent, the Kent State. I've heard it, so, I've heard it called murders, and I've heard it called massacre. I think growing up, it was, ref- I heard it mostly more referred to as the Kent State Massacre. But I don't, Mm. yeah, I don't know. So let's talk about it. Who knows? Okay. Conflicting evidence exists regarding who was responsible for the decision to ban the noon rally of May 4th. So they've already got problems with the students and the protesters. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there is an inherent conflict with police and protesters because depending on the level of protestation, right, like you, part of the tactic could be disturbances. So, mm-hmm. obviously, we have an irreconcilable difference. So, in order to just avoid it altogether, they decided to cancel the rally, which is a great way to, <laughs> like, get the people on your side. Great. Sure. Especially people who are, like, knowing the nuances of the Constitution to be like, Congress is supposed to declare war, to then say, you can't protest. And they're like, hey, chapter one, sentence one amendment one what are you talking about (laughs) exactly what are you talking about i can't protest read chapter one (laughs) (laughs) open up the book it's right there it's right there yeah it's It's right right there. there later at the 1975 federal civil trial general robert canterbury who was the highest official of the guard testified that widespread consensus existed that the rally should be prohibited because of the tensions that existed and the possibility that violence would occur again. Canterbury, during this testimony, further testified that Kent State President Robert White had explicitly told Canterbury that any demonstration 
would be highly dangerous. So they're all anticipating that these are going to, that it's going to be a dangerous. Right. Protest. And they have some evidence Mm -hmm. for that because it was a few nights before that. But also there's not. I mean, but this is like where we start to split hairs because it's like the, the rally itself was not violent. No. What happened was everybody got a little drunk. Yeah. Everybody got a little peeved and they started acting a fool. Right. And that's, and they're like, well, now they're going to act like that. And it's like, they've already had a rally that went truly fine. So. Right. Right. Keep the bars closed if you're concerned about them getting <laughs> drunk and pissed off. Right, right, right. For sure. Let them get in a bar. But I think fight, to ban like, the whole thing altogether and no. like say, well, there's yes. there's a precedent for this. It's like there's actually not. <laughs> there's not. There's a precedent for like I understand why they were then afraid that it spilled out, and was not like the rally wasn't like, like the the violence and whatever that happened wasn't on campus. It was in the city. Mm-hmm. But I understand mm-hmm. like the fear that that could happen again but also sure that's why you have the national guard that's there why you, right. it's like but it's you, also you want to feel like, safer you got you got the bulk let them have their rally like, right exactly let them have their rally like so and because like that the first rally i think was on like a friday night this is monday at noon right like <laughs> right come on different different it's different, different. it's yeah. different we're gonna take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So Canterbury, who was the um, the highest official of the National Guard, testifies that the president of Kent State, Robert White, is like really scared about the violence that could happen. In contrast, the university president testified that he could recall having no conversation with Canterbury regarding banning the rally. So he's like, I didn't say that. And to be fair, like Canterbury never says like he said that. What mm. he testified was that he was afraid of the violence. So it's almost like a game of telephone where, or like you say something to one person and you think you have an understanding, but there's an inference that the other person makes that, that initial, you know, like either somebody's lying. Yeah, but I, or I think like, this is there's a little just sus. Cause Canterbury, Canterbury's like, he, White explicitly told me that the demonstration would be dangerous. And then White's like, I never said anything of the sort. Right. Oh, and I guess, <laughs> I yeah, had, he did testify. He did testify that you know the there was widespread consensus that the rally should be prohibited, right? Not that he doesn't say that the president says cancel the rally, shut it down, right? But he's saying that the president said it's going to be dangerous, and the president's like, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody's lying. (laughs) I my my money is on the president. President's Ah. lying. The decision to ban the rally can most accurately be traced to Governor Rhodes' statements on Sunday, May 3rd, when he stated that he would be seeking a state of emergency declaration from the courts. Although he never did this, all officials, the National Guard, the Kent State University officials, and officials of Kent, the city, assumed that the Guard was now in charge of the campus and that all rallies were illegal. There's a lot of inference. Like, people are just, mm. like, not, they're not talking. They're just, like, yeah, you know, like, this is all not good. 
That's so dumb. It's so dumb. Human humans. Humans are dumb. Humans. Yeah. Are dumb. Dumb. So on Monday morning, university leaders printed and distributed 12,000 leaflets indicating that all rallies, including the May 4th rally scheduled for noon that same day, were prohibited as long as the National Guard was in control of the campus. Yikes. Uh, Did you get the paper that said we can't go? Not leaflets. Not leaflets, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I mean, it's 1970. They had no other way to like immediately get it done. But it's just just such a- It's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. Like that morning, these people showed up to their campus academic staff jobs and were like, yeah, like copying leaflets and then like handing them out to students, dropping them. I mean, like, it's so crazy to me. Shortly before noon, General Canterbury made the decision to order the demonstrators to disperse because, of course, people had gathered either because they were like, they got the leaflets and they're pissed. Right. Yeah. Like they either got didn't get them and they showed up anyway or they got them and they're fucking pissed. A Kent State police officer standing by the guard made an announcement using a bullhorn for the students to disperse. When this had no effect, the officer was placed in a jeep along with several guardsmen and driven across the commons to tell the protesters that the rally was banned and that they must disperse. Nothing like driving a car into a group of people (laughs) to get everybody riled up. I mean, it doesn't say they were driving into people. No, no, no. Not, not like, but it's like, it is from an optic standpoint, like, heightens things. Of like, yes. okay, now they're in vehicles. I'm on the ground. It's like, right. you know, you're, you're, cause, you're doing things that like, while they're not motivated by trying to be, um, make people feel unsafe, that just automatically make people feel unsafe, you know, of like a right, bunch right, of armed right. dudes in a car driving around being right. like, get out, get out, get out. And you're right. like, uh, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Who do I talk to about this leaflet? Mm-hmm. So the driving around of the officer and the Jeep was met with angry shouting and rocks, like rocks being hurled at the Jeep, and the Jeep retreated. Sure. Canterbury then ordered, which I don't, con- like, I, yes, you're, they're scared or whatever, but also that's like. Can't throw rocks. You can't throw rocks. Like, it doesn't say that the Jeep was coming at them or that they were trying to do anything. Like, these people started throwing rocks and shouting. The Jeep retreated, and Canterbury then ordered his men to load and lock their weapons. Against the rocks? Against the rocks. Right. See, I'm like, this is, no. This is is where it escalates to a point where you're like, this did not have to go here. No, did not I'm like tear gas. Sure, like like non non lethal methods. Yes, you know, I you you can make the argument if you're having rocks thrown at you. Like I can see the argument yep. for why you would do that, but to immediately go to all right, get Lock your guns. Load. Yep, they've got they've got rocks. Right, which like I can't imagine are boulders right like this is still a college campus like it's still a college campus there's only so much like landscape you can use like where are they getting these rocks yeah yeah move the daisies there's some right there yeah i mean yeah to get hit with one i'm sure will hurt but it it won't kill you like lethal force should only be used when lethal force is being used by your opponent you know like right but right. to to go from not to have non-lethal things happen to you to lethal, you can't like that's where you lose me in yeah. the argument with yeah, like yeah. what's the best type of force for any type of armed police guard, whatever to use. It's like you can't meet non-lethal with lethal. You're always gonna be in the wrong. Yeah. So Canterbury has ordered his men to lock and load their weapons. They fired tear gas containers into the crowd around the victory bell, and the National Guard began to march across the commons to disperse the rally. So this feels, in general, just like a huge overreaction. Yeah. Things have escalated profoundly quickly. Profoundly quickly. And all based on a rally that, like, by everybody's recollection, nobody said to cancel. Nobody officially said to cancel it. It wasn't quite clear what they thought would happen. It's also a noon on a Monday. Yeah. Like, most of these people are, like, in bio. Like, I don't... It just feels very, very very out of place. The protesters moved up a steep hill known as Blanket Hill 
and then down the other side of the hill onto the Prentice Hall parking lot, as well as adjoining practice football fields. Most of the guardsmen followed the students directly and soon found themselves somewhat trapped on the practice football field because it was surrounded by a fence. So they've like chased these people up a hill and down the other side, and now they're in parking lots and a football field, and they've trapped the students. Right, right. They're they're sur- the students are surrounded. The students are surrounded, but they're the ones who, and this is a this is from Kent State, according to Kent State. They're the mm-hmm. guards are the ones who are. Scared. It's fr- there's rocks, Arden. There's rocks. But uh, but yes, there's rocks. There's rocks. There's rocks. Due to wind, the tear gas proved ineffective. Some of the protesters threw the canisters along with more rocks back at the soldiers. And some of the demonstrators yelled slogans such as pigs off campus at the soldiers. GTFO, they're like, here's your tear gas back. Mm -hmm. So yelling and rock throwing reached a peak as the guard remained on the field for about 10 minutes. Several guardsmen could be seen huddling together, and some guardsmen knelt and pointed their guns, but no weapons were shot at this time. The guard then began retracing their steps from the practice football field back up Blanket Hill. As they arrived at the top of the hill, 28 of the more than 70 guardsmen turned suddenly and fired their rifles and pistols. This is fucked up this is fucked up this is fucked up up. many guardsmen fired into the air or the ground however a small portion fired directly into the crowd altogether between 61 and 67 shots were fired in a 13 second period the guardsmen retreated back to the commons facing a large and hostile crowd which realized that the guard had live ammunition and had used it to kill and wound a large number of people. In their intense anger, many demonstrators were willing to risk their own lives to attack the guardsmen, and there can be little doubt that the guard would have opened fire again, this time killing a much larger number of students. This is coming from Kent State. It's like, yeah, yeah people are like, like yeah, you was, at like, this point, this is this is a crazy, insane. shocking maneuver. Yeah, to to do to again between what eighteen and twenty one year old kids who are pissed off and throwing rocks mm-hmm. to sort of like military style present and i and i i guess maybe the the plan was supposed to be like just fire into the air onto the ground to scare them but to to even inflict that tactic of like we're gonna we're gonna make you think that we're about to slaughter you right like truly slaughter you militarily to get you to stop is fucking crazy 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 to a bunch of kids who are throwing rocks because, I mean, it, just, it is, there is no justification for no, this. No, there's no justification. That's insane. And then you got your rogue randies actually killing people. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, what mm. did they think, even, what did they think would happen? I'm all riled up. Like, I know, it's really, it's maddening. Because the only reason you do something like that is literally to punish the people for protesting. There's, it, there's no world yeah. in which a person in their right mind, and this wasn't one person, 28 of the 70. National Guardsmen. Yes, there's 70 on campus. 28 of them shot their rifles, some of them into the right. students. So, like, at what point did you, like, what leads 28 people to think this will end, this everybody is... will succumb, and everybody will, like, go away? No. You create yeah. panic. Yeah. Like, they can't go. And it's, it's, you, right. it is so, it's, this is a disgrace. It's a disgrace. This is a disgrace. Absolutely. So they've retreated. They're back at the commons. People are so upset that they're like, mm-hmm. let's fucking go. Yeah. Which I'm like, yeah, because at this point, at this point, that kind of behavior of of those 28 guardsmen, I'm like, you don't you don't get to say that you're like guardsmen now and we can't attack you. Like now. Oh, no, you no. Are, you've, tr- you've tried to kill like, us. You tried to kill you tried us. You tried to kill us. So now we have to subdue you. Right. 
Because you are killing people. Right. Like you lose the protection of like, well, you have to listen to officers. You have to listen to this. You have to listen. Like you have to follow instructions. It's like, no, my guys, (laughs) you've killed people. You've murdered people. You lose that protection. Like I'm with whoever on Kent State wants to like go off on these 28 dudes. Like go off. You have my full support. Further tragedy was prevented by the actions of a number of Kent State University faculty marshals who had organized hastily when trouble began several days earlier. I so, love this. Going back in time for a second. Yeah. So to like faculty marshals. Right. Like the the professors are literally the professors. Like, this is gonna be bad. This, this is, is not going, going to, be bad. to end well. We're going to yeah. need to talk sense into somebody. Yeah. Do not think that they expected this to happen, but I like I, this almost made me. This made me like reclaimed a little bit when I read this because yeah. I was like, "This is just so." Yeah. So, led by Professor Glenn Frank, the faculty members pleaded with National Guard leaders to allow them to talk with the demonstrators, and then they begged the students not to risk their lives by confronting the guardsmen. So these teachers have probably already know that like fire has been opened and that more more kids are probably going to die so they're like throwing themselves in Mm -hmm. front of the national guardsmen being like give us give us like 30 minutes to talk Mm -hmm. with these kids like these are our students like they're seeing the humanity in these students and what they're upset about and Mm -hmm. being like let us talk to them a thought that perhaps never occurred to the national guardsmen who just came in with like guns and stuff and were like that's it Right, because it. it's like nobody's going to stand and talk to you rationally after you've shot their friends them. and yeah, yeah, are st- are like still wearing the uniform and carrying the weapons that you shot them with. Right, like that's not right. a thing that's going to go well. After twenty minutes of emotional pleading, the marshals convinced the students to leave the commons. Twenty minutes. Yeah, it took the faculty twenty minutes to be like, "You guys, please leave." Like, done. Yep. Back at the site of the shootings, ambulances had arrived and emergency medical attention had been given to the students who had not died immediately. So, you know, this whole thing ends up dispersing, Mm -hmm. but there are students who are dead and severely wounded. And truly, this is all in the National Guard. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, cannot. Mm-hmm. There was no reason for that, for that truly military tactic mm-hmm. of like, we're going to take the higher ground and open. Fi- like, that's, right. that's military warfare right. that they're doing on 18 to 20 year olds who are throwing rocks. Yeah. And who have, who have no, who have no way of creating any type of lethal force. Because right. they're corralled. Right. They're, they're literally trapped. trapped. The, they're trapped yeah. <laughs> They can't grab a football and be like, all right, now, all right, now it's that. on. Like, it's over. Yeah. Oi. Oi. Yeah. Bad. It's bad. So we're just going to talk about the dead and the wounded. Mm. Pay them some homage. Mm-hmm. Four Kent State students died as a result of the firing uh, oh my god i almost said firing squad because i read guard and i was like no it's basically I mean, what that's, it was <laughs> but that's what they did that's what they did that's literally that's the illusion literally that they, they created right you're you're that's not a freudian slit that's what no. that's what is so upsetting oh is god. that they created the illusion and then some actually did it of a firing squad yep it's crazy crazy it's crazy, crazy. the closest student to the shootings was jeffrey miller who was shot in the mouth while he was standing in an access road leading into the Prentice Hall parking lot, a distance of approximately 270 feet from the National Guard. Allison Krause was in the Prentice Hall parking lot. She was 330 feet from the guardsman and was shot in the left side of her body. William Schroeder was 390 feet from the guard in Prentice Hall parking lot, and he was shot in the left side of his back. Sandra Schuer was also about 390 feet from the guard in Prentice Hall parking lot when a bullet pierced the left front of her neck. Nine Kent State students were wounded in the 13-second shooting. Most of the students were in Prentice Hall parking lot, but a few were on the Blanket Hill area. 
Joseph Lewis was the student closest to the guard. He was standing with his middle finger extended when bullets struck him in the right abdomen and lower left leg. Thomas Grace was wounded in the left ankle. John Cleary was hit in the upper left chest. Ellen Camphora was struck in the right wrist. Dean Collar was the most seriously wounded of the nine students. He was struck in the small of his back and was permanently paralyzed from the waist down. Douglas Rentmore was wounded in the right knee. James Russell was struck in the right thigh and right forehead at a distance of 375 feet. Robert Stamps was almost 500 feet from the line of fire when he was wounded in the right buttock. Donald McKenzie was the student farthest from the guardsman at a distance of almost 750 feet when he was hit in the neck. What's crazy about, and I'm glad they include the distances, because with the exception of, I think, one or two of the 17 total who were wounded or killed, all of them were over 200 feet away from the guardsmen. Like that is that is quite a distance away. Yeah. So you can't there's no argument to be made that the guardsmen felt threatened, threatened into no, this action. They are so far away. And again, all they have, as we've completely uh have emphasized, all yeah. the students have as far as quote unquote weapons goes, are rocks, which they cannot throw two hundred feet. Or they all can't throw two hundred feet unless they're like mm-hmm. some baseball prodigy right so there is no threat when the guardsmen are at this position they make the conscious decision we're gonna kill these kids or at least the ones who open fire on the kids it was punishment it was a punishment for yeah just literally because we can yeah We'll, we'll kill you because we have the guns and you pissed us off yeah and sorry that's not how being a national guardsman works that's not how it works. You that's can't kill being... people just because you're mad. <laughs> no, that's not how being a human works. People, like... True. You can, if you hurt, intentionally hurt everybody who made you mad, ruffled your feathers, upset you, we none of us would be here. Like, you, there has to be right. some level of maturity amongst yeah. people serving in organizations like the national guard right in in sort of military level organizations right to literally not shoot at 20 year olds because right. they decided to have a rally Mm-hmm. it's crazy all right let's talk about this aftermath because i bet you're all you're all wound up i'm all wound up God. let's talk about what happened after this horrific event Following the shooting, the university was immediately ordered closed and the campus remained shut down for some six weeks following the shootings. Yeah, you got some stuff to sort out. Yep. Numerous investigatory commissions and court trials followed, during which members of the Ohio National Guard testified that they felt the need to discharge their weapons because they feared for their lives. Let me just refer you back to the fact that they are 200 feet away. Yeah. 200 feet away from anybody, from anybody. However, as I've kept saying, disagreements remain as to whether they were, in fact, under sufficient (laughs) threat to use force. They weren't. Fact. In a civil suit filed by the injured Kent State students and their families, a settlement was reached in 1979 in which the Ohio National Guard agreed to pay those injured in the events on May 4th a total of $675,000. Which is a bullshit amount. The Ohio National Guard knows. It's a bullshit amount, but like the fact that they're settling. Oh, yeah. They knew. They knew. They, to me. Like, this was, there's no reason they for knew. this. They knew. Yeah. But that's also a bullshit amount. Like that one guy who was completely paralyzed for the rest of his life. Are you kidding me? He alone should have gotten. 600. Yeah. 600,000. Yeah. A signed statement by the guard drafted as part of the settlement read in part, quote, in retrospect, the tragedy should not have occurred. The students may have believed that they were right in continuing their mass protest in response to the Cambodian invasion even though this protest followed the posting and reading by the university of an order to ban rallies and an order to disperse. 
Some of the guardsmen on Blanket Hill, fearful and anxious from prior events, may have believed in their own minds that their lives were in danger. Hindsight suggests that another method would have resolved the confrontation. You don't even need hindsight. Another method did resolve the confrontation. Right, right, right. It was right. literally the faculty members coming right. in immediately and being like, oh, let me try something sort of completely different. And let me just talk to them for 20 minutes. I bet I can get them to go away. Yep. There's no hindsight. It literally happened in the moment where we saw another method work. Yep. Crazy. The Kent State shooting remains symbolic of the division in public opinion about war in general and the Vietnam War specifically. Many believed it permanently changed the protest movement across the American political spectrum, fostering a sense of disillusionment regarding what exactly these demonstrations accomplish, as well as fears over the potential for confrontation between protesters and law enforcement, which, yeah, is is the dance we see today. You know, the idea of like, what is justifiable force? Mm hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, th- this is crazy. This is nuts. This, this is This like... to me is like open and shut case. Yeah. Of like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. You could never change my mind on this. No. There's there's no reason. And there's no, there's like, and right down to the, to the lack of clarity around who banned the rally. Was it even banned? Right. Right. Who was in charge of the campus? Like. So crazy. So crazy. Yeah. Humans. Humans. Troublemakers. Really fumble the ball. Yep. They really fumble the ball. Yep. Well, that was certainly enlightening. I'm glad we did this episode. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm very curious about this event and I'm probably going to go look at a bunch of things on it and just... Uh, continue getting mad Um, but in the meantime we love you so so much and if you like what you heard you can find us on twitter and instagram at let's get civical as always please remember to rate review and subscribe to us we love you so so much and we will see you next wednesday goodbye